This is In Focus on WSIU. I'm Jennifer Fuller. A little over a year ago, when SIU President Dan Mahoney was hired to lead the university system, he said his top priorities would include a focus on anti-racism, equity, and inclusivity. A few weeks after he arrived, though, COVID-19 took center stage, delaying some of the changes he'd hoped to make. This month, the university's Board of Trustees will consider his nomination for a new Vice President for Anti-Racism, Diversity, Equity and Inclusion, the first of its kind for SIU. I talked with him about the importance of the hire, along with expectations for this episode of In Focus. Very important for us. Uh, We've we've been doing it really without someone in that role, so we've all kind of managed to step up and take on more, but having someone who really is focused on that every single day, that's their full-time job and will lead our efforts was really important. Uh, Dr. Caldwell, we had a great pool of candidates, but one of the things that she really stood out was she's done this before, really kind of creating new offices, both at Wheaton College and the University of North Georgia. So the experience she's had of kind of starting things from scratch and, and having some great success at both places really made her the best choice for us here at SIU. Now, this is at the system level, but that both campuses are also developing their own office for diversity and inclusion. How is that going to shake out? Will you have a system policy that's then implemented by the campuses? Will the campuses have their own policies? And it'll probably vary across what area we're, we're looking at. But I think the opportunity that we will have now with uh, vice chancellors on both campus and a vice president at the system level is the opportunity to work together to develop, whether it's training for faculty and staff, whether it's you know, curriculum ideas uh, that will impact our students, whether it's hiring practices, promotion practices, you know, rather than each kind of going off and trying to figure this out on their own, the fact that they can kind of work together. Now, some of those policies clearly are, when you talk about tenure promotion policies, those are housed at the campus level, but that doesn't mean the vice president can't help them work on how to improve those policies um, and take out some of the elements of them that may have some racist impacts. This is working on a a system level, and as we've just talked about on a campus level, students have often talked about, we want to see more action. We want to see more people who look like us, who have similar backgrounds to us. Is this, you know, kind of taking that from the top down to where they need to see that action? Yeah, and and again, that's one of the things we have been focused on the last year, and actually have done a number of things. I'll talk about that um, at the board meeting. 29th of just here are the th- many things that we have done over the last year. So there actually has been actually quite a bit of action. Um, but some of those things, like you say, having more faculty that look like our student body, uh, that doesn't happen in one year. That's a kind of multi-year thing. But I've been other places where within three or four years, you started to see a, a pretty significant change in that. And the first part of that was really changing some of our practices and policies and how we do searches, things like that that ultimately had that impact in the next two three years. Given the, the culture, both politically and socially in the country, do you think that some of these changes may come a little bit more easily? Will they be more difficult? What, what kind of challenges do you think will we'll face all of these people as they come into new roles? Yeah, I do think in general, there's a more openness to looking at how we do things and realizing that again, perhaps we have processes or policies or procedures that really aren't equitable um, and, and maybe not in an, in an intentional way made to be inequitable, but they fact are. And so I think we have more people certainly within SIU system who will be doing some of this work that are, I think, more open to those types of changes, uh, whether some people will react also negatively to that. We often see that with any type of change, I think there's resistance to it and, and sometimes some pushback on whatever change is suggested. But I do think we're at a moment where we can suggest more changes maybe than a few years ago. 
I want to change gears and, and talk a little bit about COVID because it uh, permeates all aspects yeah. of our lives at this point still. I, I talked with Chancellor Lane earlier this month and, and pointed out that there are schools across the nation that are starting to say you can't come back onto campus unless you can show proof of vaccination. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that he didn't think that that was going to be in the cards for SIU Carbondale. What's the thought process at, at the system level in terms of proof of vaccination for something like this? Yeah. And, and again, I think we're still early in that process of determining whether that uh, makes the most sense. There have been a number of schools, almost all of them private, only a very, very small handful of public so far. I will say the presidents and chancellors in Illinois have been talking about this. I think uh, probably a lot of us would prefer that we're all doing the same thing, whether it's all requiring or all, all not requiring. Um, I do know if, you know if we get to a certain point of vaccination with herd immunity, um, I think there's some questions whether requiring it would be necessary, but maybe requiring it will get us to that herd immunity. And I think that's one of the questions I frankly still have. Are you talking at all with public health directors? Uh, you know, are, are they recommending things or is this kind of you're making your own policy, you know, based on on what you think is best? It, one of the things, again, we've talked about as presidents and chancellors is it would be really helpful if there was some guidance um, coming from the public health officials in the state saying, yes, this is something you should do or, or it's not necessary, that would really, I think, be beneficial to all of us. Again, we've been trying to follow their, their guides and their leads on a lot of this. Um, so if they came out with a clear statement one way or another, that would, we would probably end up following that. Dan Mahoney is the president of the SIU system. You can hear more from him and find other In Focus episodes by going to our website, wsiunews.org. For In Focus, I'm Jennifer Fuller.